You know, Joe, I've already, uh, I've already figured out the pitfall of this podcast. Oh yeah. What's that? Well, I came home from work tonight. Well, I came over to your house from work tonight and, uh, well, it's about midnight. Joe woke up from a nap and we started drinking and we've been drinking here for about, I don't know, about two hours now. Yeah, Two hours, two hours and a half. Who knows? Yep. Had, uh, had a few beers. We'll talk about that. I've already had to pee, I don't know, three times because I broke the seal a little early. And I think uh, us being the drunk dudes talking wrestling, I don't know. We're, we're going to have to take so many breaks when we when we record. Yeah, I suppose that's something that we might have to deal with. <laughs> that's that's going to be the biggest pitfall of recording this podcast. Uh, but without further ado, I'm cracking another... All right, welcome in to, I guess, what we call uh, episode zero of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling Podcast. I am Dylan. I'm Joe. What's up, Joe? All right, so, yeah, came home from work tonight. Uh, I'm on the swing shift, and it's about, let's see, I got got over to your house, what, about 11 tonight? Yeah, 11, 11.30. Yeah, I was kind of ready to just get recording and Joe's like, you know, how, how are we going to be the drunk dudes? Cause like, obviously I'm sober coming home from work. Joe's, I get home or I get over to Joe's house and Joe's, I see he's got a glass of wine in his hand. He's like, how are we going to be the drunk dudes? And uh, I was like, well, I thought we were just going to start recording and would just be frauds for episode zero. And he's like, well, why don't we, I don't know, watch TLC too. Yeah, this is just a dis- d- d- disclaimer. Yeah, sorry for that. Uh, for any of the young 21-year-olds listening here tonight, uh, if you're drinking wine as a pregame and you need to get switch over to beer quickly, do not chug that wine. You will throw up very quickly. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we're watching TLC2. Actually, we're, we're about to start watching TLC2, and we're about to crack open into some Asco Bud Lights. And Joe chugs his beer, or sorry, chugs his wine. We get into watching TLC2, and we get into our drinking game, which it's 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 a wild drinking game. If you're not if you're not a big drinker, it's not for the faint of heart. It's it's professional to say the least. You don't get into this drinking game unless you're going to set up a podcast eventually. Pretty much. Uh, so we turn on TLC two, we get through that and was it, was it right about what the end of that match? Uh, it was, it was way before the end. Well, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess it was, uh, it was right before they went through the tables, uh, Matt and Bubba, Matt, Matt and Bubba, right before they go through the tables, Joe's like, uh, I shouldn't have chugged that wine. Gets up from the couch, immediately runs into the bathroom. All I hear is puking sounds for like just one, one up Chuck. And he's back out for the end of the match, which was wonderful. Love, love the drunk dude scenario there. That was wonderful. Zero out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> so then uh, I was like, I was thinking to myself, so we had the debate before we watched TLC2. Joe wanted to watch TLC2. I was like, hold on. What if we watched like an old, 
NXT takeover from Mania weekend. I was I put out like the the Mania 32 takeover where I had Zayn and Nakamura. I put out the uh, uh what was the other one for 30 was it the one before 35 that had goal or goal Gargano and Cole that had the like almost five star match I think. And you know, we we ended up just going with TLC two, and Joe's Joe was like, I don't want to be up until four in the morning watching wrestling, and then on top of it record this podcast. And I was like, All right. So we watched TLC two, and after that, I'm thinking, All right, let's go record. And then all of a sudden, pops on NXT Takeover New Orleans, the very first match. What is it? It's the ladder match for the inaugural Earl. I'm going to learn how to speak eventually, but it's the inaugural. Uh, That's just going to be North something American, we say from now on. <laughs> North American Championship match. Uh, and let's see if I can name all of them right now. It's Ricochet. It's EC3. It's Lars Sullivan. It's... <laughs> it's... Uh, fuck. Holy shit, Joe. Who won the match? Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, and uh, also Killian Dane and the velveteen dream in it yeah cole won the match uh something i didn't remember was that Britt baker was in the crowd that night they showed her right as cole was making his entrance i thought that was pretty cool to see especially like what is it where are we now three years after that and she's doing her own thing over in AEW now i thought that's pretty cool to see so episode zero we're we're not going to talk a whole lot of wrestling obviously we're leading up to wrestlemania weekend uh, well, WrestleMania, WrestleMania week, week. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania week and a half now is what is what they're is what the kids are calling it these days, which I am a hundred percent for. What we have Monday Night Raw, the Hall of Fame ceremony on Tuesday, NXT Takeover Night One on Wednesday, NXT Takeover Night Two on Thursday, SmackDown on Friday, Mania Night One on Saturday, Mania Night Two on Sunday, Monday Night Raw again, and then. Finally, NXT is moving to Tuesdays, and I can watch NXT and Dynamite separately and also watch them live when I'm not at fucking work. Speaking of that, a little bit of an introduction. My name's Dylan. I've been a wrestling fan since I was about, mm, I don't know. I don't even know what age I was. It was definitely right around like the end of the Attitude Era. Uh, my parents used to let me watch it as a kid, like every now and then in 2001, saw a bunch of stuff, 2001, but didn't really actually get into it week to week until about 2004 when Cena came on the scene with the chain gang and all that stuff and his rapper gimmick, which I absolutely loved. Kept watching it up until about 2007. And then... I joined this little thing called the Navy and I had not watched wrestling for about uh, eight years. And then all of a sudden one day I was just hanging out with some buds and we were quite literally channel surfing in the mid 2010s, which no one did anymore. We were literally channel surfing and all of a sudden came on Monday night raw and it was January of 2015, we're leading up to the Rumble, that awesome triple threat match with Rollins, Lesnar, and Cena. And they're leading up to that. And it was the, I think it was the Monday Night Raw where Edge and Christian came back, which, holy shit, they're wrestling now. And it was the one where Rollins was going to curb stomp 
uh, it was either Edge or Christian or both of them like into a chair or something like, or into stairs or something like that into the ring and basically threatened everyone who won that Survivor Series match where Sting came back into bringing the authority back into power. And it was that big storyline. And I don't know what it was, but I was just immediately hooked right back in. And ever since then, I have been all the way back into wrestling. Fast forward, I don't know, about two years. And it is about, what, 2017? Yeah, about February of 2017. I, I get orders out to the USS, the good old USS North Carolina out in Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, where I meet my good bud, Joe. And I get out there. Nobody's a wrestling fan. Uh, no one really watches it. No one watches it on a weekly basis, anything like that. Well, up to that point, I had made this drinking game that we had, had previously spoke of, which we will get to uh, all the rules for that in case you ever want to. I don't know, play along if if you're up for it. And I basically enticed Joe and our buddies Adam and Dewey to uh, watch WrestleMania 33. So I had gotten there in February. I'm making new friends. And we're, we all get together for WrestleMania 33. We're at Joe's apartment, Joe's high-rise apartment in downtown Honolulu. Looks over the Pacific Ocean. Awesome view. We're up there and watch WrestleMania 33. And I don't know. Joe has been hooked ever since? Question mark? Yeah, pretty much ever since. I think I've been uh, pretty much a weekly viewer since. Uh, you know, there are some weeks that, that are just too painful to watch, but <laughs> we won't talk about that right now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're going to steer away from all the negativity that the internet wrestling community has brought upon everyone in the world wrestling fans for some reason are just they the knowledge of wrestling fans is so high with regards to professional wrestling but we have almost no knowledge at all so i i feel like i have a little bit of knowledge the old school stuff i have literally zero knowledge about (laughs) i love to go back and watch it the stories were great back in the day especially because like a lot of it the it was like them doing it for the first time but I'm I'm I I love what's going on today. We're gonna try and keep the vibes positive. We're gonna try and steer away from the negativity. But I will say there there are some things that just absolutely irk me in today's wrestling, which we'll continue to talk about on a weekly basis because there's gonna be something every week that pisses me off. Uh, I don't know, like the hurtnet business breaking up. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean. Up until yesterday or two days ago, I thought they were, it was all just like, uh, it was all ruse. I legitimately thought, oh shit, Shelton and Cedric are banned from ringside. What would be a great idea to do? Kick them out of the hurt business, maybe get rid of the stipulation. My, my whole thought process was they're going to get rid of the stipulation so that then the hurt business come back together at Mania. Shelton and Cedric come, come down at ringside. Bobby goes over and keeps the WWE championship. I would love to see Bobby Lashley hang on to the championship at Mania. And now I I read something over the week. I don't know if you saw this. Bobby and MVP like went into Vince's office, like stormed into Vince's office and was like, keep us like when he told him that they were gonna break him up. Did you see this? 
I did see that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where he, yeah, he was saying he was going to like, they, they went into his office. They didn't want to break him up and they were like, you got to keep us together. And Vince basically just like dug his heels in and was like, ah, no, or whatever the fuck Vince McMahon sounds like. I do a terrible Vince McMahon impression and I'm probably never going to do that again. Joe never let me do that again. Hey, don't do that again. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was going to be the thing. I thought they were going to get rid of the ban from ringside stipulation all the way, like, and have Cedric and Shelton come down to ringside after they got rid of the stipulation. But it turns out that's probably not going to be the case. And hopefully we get some new members of the Hurt Business here soon. Well, I don't know if you saw this, but I, I read an article recently that uh, was talking about how Bobby Lashley reached out to Leo Rush. I don't know if you guys remember Leo Rush, but he was the manager of Booby Lashley. Excuse well, yeah, me. I, I hope Bobby everyone Lashley. remembers that. Before Montavious. And yeah, he reached out and he, he said, bring him back. So What is Leo doing right now? I have no idea. I, last I heard, he was in No, he's MWL. doing something literally this weekend. I, I could have sworn I saw it. I, I'll, I'll look it up later. I, I He's doing something this weekend. So... Joe and I, we basically hit it off from the after Mania 33, started watching every pay-per-view together, uh, us and all of our buddies in Hawaii. Uh, we're going to have Dewey and Adam on every now and then when we do predictions. You'll get to, you'll get to hear their stupid voices and so how even less they know about wrestling than we do. We were on the boat, what, for together, and then you left in, what, 2019? 2019 yeah, April, May, somewhere around there. Yeah, so left the boat in 2019. I left the boat last year in the middle of the pandemic. That was a whole lot of fun. And now him and I are here in Charleston, South Carolina, doing a little shore tour, having a lot of fun. We were on the same schedule, and then all of a sudden Joe gets moved to a day shift, and I'm working rotating shift work. So as you can imagine, recording this podcast on every Friday night for the time being, or for the foreseeable future is going to be a whole lot of fun where he gets every weekend off and I work most Friday nights. So yeah, that's going to be a whole lot of fun, but yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be putting out the podcast every, it'll be coming out every Saturday, probably like afternoon. We're going to record on Friday nights, uh, after SmackDown. Sometimes it'll be before SmackDown based on my schedule. If I have to work Friday night or something like that. Uh, and then you should expect to see the episode come out every Saturday uh, we're probably also looking at doing post pay-per-view shows, doing them either recording like directly after the pay-per-view or on Monday afternoons and have them come out Tuesdays. That is yet to be determined. We'll see what happens with that. So yeah, uh, we'll be, we'll basically be going over all the weekly shows. We're going to be reviewing Monday night raw. We're going to be reviewing now Tuesday night NXT. We're going to be reviewing Wednesday night dynamite. Friday Night Smackdown, all the pay-per-views. Leading up to pay-per-views, we'll be doing predictions. We do predictions for every pay-per-view. Before I got to Hawaii, I bought the uh, the Smoke and Skull belt from the WWE shop. And we use that basically as the winner of the predictions gets to be the champion. And we've been doing these predictions now for... I mean, I've been doing them since probably 2016. So about five years now. I brought it out to Hawaii. So we, Joe and I have been doing these predictions with our buddies, Adam Dewey, and then pretty much uh, my wife and then anyone else that wants to get into it. Uh, we do those predictions every pay-per-view. 
And then when we have a takeover combined with a pay-per-view, we'll combine that, which is what we have this time around. Uh, which on this episode, we're going to be doing some NXT takeover predictions since that's going to be happening between now and episode one actually dropping. Probably talk like some wrestlers of the week or something like that. Uh, I really want to talk about what wrestling did this week to embarrass me because a lot of times wrestling does some really dumb shit uh, that does embarrass me to be a fan, but I love it. I call it my male soap opera all the time. People are like, how can you watch it? It's fake. And I'm like, have you ever watched Days of Our Lives? It's still real to me. It's, it's still real to me, damn it. We'll talk about the drinking game, uh, maybe pitches for the pay-per-views or pitches for what we want to see in like long-term booking for all the for AEW and WWE. Probably going to talk mostly just North American wrestling. Uh, sometime I, I do, we do subscribe to NJPW or New Japan World, but really it's just for uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, we know, I, what did I just say? Ibushi and uh, Osprey have their match. What I guess today. this weekend. It's yeah. I guess it's today Today-ish. in Japan. Yeah. So we'll probably be talking about that as well, and then uh, probably like some top five or top ten lists, all that good content, and then we'll uh, we got some other stuff coming out for you guys as well. We'll try to drop a today in wrestling every once in a while. Yeah, maybe a today in wrestling. We've been seeing a lot of those this week. That's yeah. kind of what inspired the whole watching TLC two tonight to get us going, playing the drinking game, get us nice and toasty. Then all of a sudden I had to pee three times and then now it's almost 2 a.m. But now we're finally recording. All right. So let's let's uh, move along to the, the predictions. All right. NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver. We're finally getting our first ever two-night NXT TakeOver. It's on Mania weekend. Mania is two nights. They started that last year. I think they kind of cheated off of it because Wrestle Kingdom did the same thing, but I don't really care. Because I love that it's two nights now. I love that more people on the NXT roster are getting a chance to be in the takeovers. I kind of wish they did the same thing with Mania this year. There is two women's matches. They're at, they're on two nights and they still only have two women's matches. They're probably going to do, hopefully, put in this Fatal 4-Way tag team. Oh, yeah, for the women's tag team. Yeah, for the women's for the women's tag team championships. I hope they put that on, on, the, on the main card and not on this, like, Friday night SmackDown pre-show bullshit. But yeah, we're talking NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver right now. We, we predict every match uh, when it comes to like Battle Royals and stuff. The way that we do predictions is uh, basically it's for when there's like major Battle Royals or basically the Rumble. Uh, we also do a Final Four prediction. Uh, we get two points to every pick that you get right. You are allowed to switch picks if... Leading up to after we make predictions, if something in the match changes, either a stipulation or the person or like a competitor in the match changes, anything like that, you are also allowed to switch no matter what. However, that's where the two points comes into play. If you get it right, you get two points. If you get it wrong, you get zero points. However, if you decide to change your pick and the match has not changed, you only get one point. If you get it right, you get negative one points. If you get it wrong, do you remember why we implemented this rule? Uh, yes, I definitely do remember why we implemented that rule. But I'm a I'm such a big fan of you, Dylan, and I just want you to explain it anyway. All right. So obviously, Joe <laughs> has no recollection as to why 
we implemented this rule. So when, when we first started doing the, when we first, when I got out to Hawaii and we did the, started doing the pre, I think it was SummerSlam 2017. Oh, yeah, I definitely remember now. <laughs> shut, shut the hell up. <laughs> you, you don't even. No, no, no. It's, yeah. Cause, cause like there would be a tie and, uh, and all of a sudden the person would switch it just, just to get ahead. Do you remember which person it was? It was definitely Armando. It was Armando. It was our buddy Armando. Armando, <laughs> we love you. You're the reason that we have new rules. Well, they're old rules now, but they're, you're the reason that we had to implement these rules. Basically, what, what, well, what had happened was we go into the main event. Armando it was, I think, the reigning champion at the time, or he, he had a nice lead. We go into the main event. And I think it was him and Dewey. I, I actually don't remember the specifics of it. I just remember Armando being the reason that we changed this rule. <laughs> and he goes into the main event. And I think it was the Fatal 4-Way in SummerSlam 2017. The, the Lesnar, Samoa Joe, Reigns, and Strowman match. Oh, great match. I'm pretty sure. I know Dewey doesn't remember that match at all. <laughs> live, at least. Uh, we got so drunk that night. <laughs> there are so many main events holy, I don't remember. Holy hell. <laughs> yeah, when you play this drinking game, there's definitely main events that you don't remember. We'll we'll definitely talk the story eventually of Royal Rumble 2018. I still don't think Joe knows that Shinsuke won that match. So Armando goes into the main event with a two point or no, with a one point lead, because back then we just did one point for uh getting it right, zero points if you got it wrong. Well, Armando and Dewey had different people going into the match well the rules are that once the first entrance starts you cannot switch that is when the match that's when we call the match officially starting for the drinking game i don't remember which one of the four came down the ramp first but basically how it went was dewey and armando were sitting there basically switching back and forth who they were picking and it went back and forth and back and forth. And finally, Dewey was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm sticking with... I think Dewey was stuck with Lesnar. And Armando, uh, at the time, I believe, had Reigns. Because I think Reigns and Lesnar were the only two people that we had all picked to win that match. And right before the first entrance is made, Dewey, Dewey had given up. Armando's like, I'm switching to Lesnar. So at this point, they have picked the same person. There's no penalty for switching. And Armando basically sealed his victory because him and Dewey have the same, have now both picked Brock Lesnar to win the match. And now we implement the, if you change and the match does not change, you get negative points. Thank you, Armando, very much. We love you. <laughs> we were literally about to make predictions, you and I, just you and I right now. We don't have anyone else here. We will be getting those predictions for uh, Adam and Dewey. Uh, we'll probably tweet out the... Uh, prediction sheet before NXT TakeOver goes live. One more thing with the predictions, we also do prop bets because do you remember when we implemented prop bets? Uh, had to have been too many ties or something like that. No, yeah, Well, yeah, okay. It did have to do with too many ties. There's, man, just too many stories about the drinking <laughs> game. The drinking game and the predictions and the belt. And I'm trying to make it as fair as possible. We implemented these prop bets. So the first one, well, there used to be three, and the third one will be coming back. We have who not on the card will make an appearance. Now, this rule, this prop bet, is strictly based off of the Wikipedia page for the takeover. If you are not featured on the Wikipedia page, so it's basically who not on this Wikipedia page will show up. So, like, 
when managers accompany somebody or like, for example, we have Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez with Dakota Kai. So Dakota Kai doesn't have a match, but you can't pick Dakota Kai to show up because everyone knows she's going to show up. You also can't choose like when, when mania rolls around, you can't choose the hall of famers. You can't choose the backstage people. Like you can't choose Kayla Braxton or it used to be Renee uh, that, that we would always use an example. You can't use Michael Cole. You can't use Corey Graves, right? You can't use any of the announcers. The people that you know are going to show up. I'm pretty sure also all of the McMahons are in Triple Triple H. No, Triple H is allowed to be used. No, you can also use all the all the McMahons. Yeah, now, now I'm just starting. Now I'm just big, starting to fluster over pick. my own. Now I'm just starting to fluster over my own prop bets. You basically can't use the announcers and the backstage interviewers or the refs or the or the general manager yeah or the refs you can't <laughs> you can't pick charles robinson to show up at the show all right joe uh so we have that prop bet and we also have if there is blood who will bleed there's no penalty you cannot pick no one will bleed not a whole lot of people bleed anymore uh but it that's the whole thing if there is blood so there's a pretty obvious one that a lot of people are going to pick for NXT TakeOver for If There Is Blood Who Will Bleed. And then the one we used to have, which I'm 100% going to bring back for WrestleMania. I really hope that they have these at WrestleMania this year. I'm so excited for fans to be back. We won't be putting these on. We won't be putting this uh, prop bet on the NXT TakeOver one because I believe they're having it at the Capital Wrestling Center, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So they're probably not going to have the Spanish or German announce tables there. However, it used to be just a yes or no. Will the Spanish, English, or and German announce table break? And you get a yes or no for all three of them. And everything is worth up to two points, obviously, like I already spoke about with the points and how those work. But it didn't start there, did it? It, it, we used to do a, if uh, an announcing table breaks, which one will break? And we had to pick of 26, 27, 28, who knows how many countries, which announcing table would break. I think we did do that once. Yeah, and we someone, definitely Somebody was that. like, I think the Mandarin announce table will break. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> or the, the Japanese announce table with Funaki. <laughs> uh, yeah, we ended up getting rid of that, but uh, it's, I'm... I'm so hopeful that it returns here for Mania. I'm so excited. Uh, but Joe, without further ado, shall we get into some predictions here? Let's do it. All right. So uh, the way I want to do this, we'll just we'll just go back and forth here. You know, that way yeah, there's yeah, no sure. bias. I, I, if you want to come over and look at my laptop screen, I've already made all my predictions. I've made my predictions too. All so right. Joe's already made all of his predictions. I like to do this fair and square. I don't like anyone to see other people's predictions. I don't want, I don't like cheaters in this game Dewey. because it's not yet yeah, Dewey. <laughs> We're looking at you, Dewey. I'm, lo- I'm literally looking at your name on my screen. Your predictions are going to suck. I really hope they suck. You suck. Ooh, we love Dewey. We love you, Dewey. But also we hate you, but also we love you. We don't love you. <laughs> you were supposed <laughs> to say, but also we love you. Yikes. All right. Dewey's our friend, I swear. Um, all right. So we'll start We'll start at the top here. And like I said, we're going with Wikipedia. So, Joe, I think the, fir- the very first match here, we got a singles match. This might be one of the ones that I'm the most wishy-washy on because I have no fucking clue who's going to win. Uh, we've got Kushida, or I'm sorry, Pete. Yeah, Kushida and Pete Dunn. Who do you have and why? Uh, so th- yeah, I'm I'm also very wishy washy on this. You know, uh, 
I'm pretty sure this match was made official on the past Wednesday night. Uh, yeah. You know, they were going, they were, they had that over the top battle royal, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and these two guys just fucking dominated and then eliminated each other at some point or somebody else eliminated them. Don't fact check me. Uh, so I have no idea who's actually going to win this match. So I have to go strictly on personal preference, which is Mr. Peter Dunn. Ooh, going, all right. I love this. So spoiler alert, we are already differing. I'm going with Kushida and I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you what happened. The, the battle, this is a battle Royal, a 12, per, a 12 man battle Royal. The, the, the final six are who get to be in this six man gauntlet match, which we'll talk about in a couple in two matches here. And there was eight people left, and Pete Dunn and Kushida are in the middle of the ring, and everyone else is doing what people normally do in a battle royal, and they're just sitting in corners and fighting against like you got two on two on two in the other corners. Pete Dunn and Kushida are taking up the middle of the ring. They're doing their own thing with their rivalry. And Kushida and Pete Dunn basically eliminate each other. They go over the top rope at the same time, and then boom! All of a sudden, you have the six man you have the six man gauntlet match set up. So, I'm picking Kushida because I think that the winner of this match is laid out to be a future number one contender for the North American Championship. Kushida is Kushida's a face. Pete on a heel. You'll see what I pick later, which kind of goes against what I'm saying here, but. I just think the that Pete Dunn, he's he's already had the North American Championship opportunities. He's even got a bunch of NXT Championship opportunities. He's held the UK Championship for the second most number of days now. Uh, I just think it, it's it's the time to push Kushida and give him that North American Championship here in a couple months. Once Gargano and my winner of the Six Man Gauntlet get their shit out of the way. So, and and I'm all for Kushida winning the match, with the exception of me possibly not getting the belt. But yeah, Kushida is great. Pete Dunne is great. I respect both those wrestlers immensely. And uh, I guess we'll see what happens on Wednesday night. Joe, we have to have a rule here that any word that you say on the podcast, you have to know what it means. So I know what immensely means. Could you please could you please define it for me without yeah, looking at means, your laptop? It means very large and or I'll take that. Yeah, just I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> a very large amount. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so for the next match we got MSK, Grizzled Young Vets and Legado de Fantasma. Duh. Uh yeah, so I'm I'm super excited about this match. I think that uh all these teams have great potential. Um but I'll I'll turn this over to Dylan for who he thinks is going to be the wiener. Well, I don't think anyone comes out of this match as a wiener, but I have very high hopes for this match. Triple threat tag team matches a lot of times I'm not really looking forward to because they can kind of get kind of jump they can they can really get jumbled. Uh, a lot of people running around doing whatever. And then also just the the concept of being able to tag into the match by tagging someone that's not on your team. I've never been a huge fan of it, but WWE and NXT have definitely pulled off these triple threat and fatal four-way tag team matches many a times. And I I definitely see this one coming through. I the the thing I'm looking forward to the most about this match is basically the 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 team I picked to win 
I honestly had never watched anything that they've done before WWE. And I'm, I'm going with MSK here. I think they come out on top. I know a lot of people have been talking about Grizzly Young Vets getting, getting their shine here. I do legitimately think that Legato del Fantasma is the number three here. I don't think there's any chance of them winning, which probably means they probably they 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 probably will win because, you know, they the WWE likes to do this to me. But I'm going with MSK here, and that's going to like it's it's pretty much for me MSK or bust. I I can't bring myself to pick Grizzly Young Vets. I can't bring myself to pick Legato del Fantasma. So I have to go with MSK. I I love what they're doing. I, I was really looking forward to their match that they were supposed to have a few weeks ago with Lorcan and Birch. Was it one of them got their had their hand broken and they just weren't able to have the match. And now they're getting their tag team title shot that they earned from the Dusty Cup, winning the Dusty Cup. And I think they come out on top here. Yeah, I got to agree with you there, Dill. MSK, n- number one. Uh, <laughs> they've had a great showing uh, throughout the entire Dusty Cup. And I think they're the winners here. Uh, Grizzled Young Vets, great throughout their entire time in NXT UK. And Legata Del Fantasmo has been that team that supports that other guy. Uh, but, Santos Escobar. Yeah, Santos. I was going to say, I know his name, Dill. Uh, I was going to say his name eventually, but I didn't want to spoil the rest of the predictions. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So I think that MSK is number one, and I'm very excited to see what they do with their championship reign. That will happen very soon. I very much hope so. All right. Going on to the third match, we've got the six man gauntlet eliminator match to determine the number one contender to the NXT North American Championship. The winner of this match will face Johnny Gargano on night two for the NXT North American Championship. Uh, I think this is a no-brainer, but do you think it's a no-brainer, Joe? Depends on what you pick. Well, go ahead. It's Europe. Joe, you're up. My choice is Dexter Loomis. Well, you're a son of a bitch. You know what? I also have Dexter Loomis. This, this fucking, like, this thing is a no-brainer. This, the Dexter Loomis stuff has been brewing for so long. Did you see... Did you see Dexter Loomis in the Battle Royal? He is the master of the Battle Royal where he <laughs> it was the it was the funniest slash most strategically awesome thing I've seen in wrestling in a while. I love when people pull these things off. It's like it's just stuff you've never seen before, but it's just so minuscule and you, like you don't notice it until you see it. He was literally just standing in the corner staying away from all the action and then all of a sudden we get down to like the final 4. And then he comes over and helps eliminate Bronson Reed. And now he's in the final three and then eliminates who Grimes, right? I think Grimes. Grimes is number two. Yeah. No, no, no. Loomis is number two. And then he, uh, him and LA Knight eliminate Cameron Grimes and then LA Knight eliminates Loomis. But I think that was all kind of just a swerve us to make us think that LA Knight might win this. It's, it's his NXT takeover debut uh, this is this is his in-ring NXT Takeover debut. I think he's going to do nothing but shine here. When when we get down to the final two with him and Loomis, uh, I do think that will be awesome. I hope they give him a, a, a solid ten minutes after everyone else is gone. But I I do see Loomis coming out on top here. So we've only differed once here, and 
I have a feeling we're not going to differ on the next one, Joe. Lead us off on that. Well, yeah. So <laughs> we got Walter and Tommaso Ciampa. Again, I do not want to pick this match because I want to see both these guys come out on top. Walter, he is incredible. Uh, he's this like huge dude from, <laughs> uh, what's the country from Sound of Music? You think I watch Sound of Music? I don't. Uh, yeah, you look like somebody who watches Sound of Music. Uh, well, no one knows what I look like right now because they're just listening to our <laughs> voices. But I guess you can just imagine that I, well, I guess. Where, where's Walter from? That's the most important part. Uh, Walter is from Austria. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Austria. Yeah. I knew that. I was just testing your knowledge. All right. So we'll, we'll start this again. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, we got this awesome dude from Austria. He's huge. He's intimidating. And he has not been on WWE programming since the beginning of the pandemic until recently. Right? So he's been the champ. He uh, has not had the opportunity to present himself in front of the uh, fan base, with the exception of maybe some NXT UK. I'm going to be honest here. I don't really watch it. Uh, he he's just He's just a presence, you know? Very good wrestler. Very large man, and I would definitely be scared of him if he was walking seven feet away from me. And then we have Tommaso Ciampa, a former NXT champion. Just dominates in everything he does. Puts on a great match. But he's been, uh, he's been you know, kind of lacking lately. So I, I think I have to go with Walter here with the hopes that Tommaso Ciampa has something else in his future. That's, you're going with Walter? I'm going with Walter. Yeah, we talked about this before we started recording. The, the obvious the obvious choice here is Walter. I mean, it's the NXT UK Championship. Tommaso Ciampa is not NXT UK. And additionally, Walter already has a match coming up on NXT UK with Rampage Brown. It, it couldn't get any more obvious to me. However, this is still the match for all of WrestleMania week. Walter and Ciampa is the number one match I'm looking forward to over this entire WrestleMania week and a half. Can we just call it WrestleMania month? WrestleMania month is fine. I don't, I don't Just between like March 15th until like April. No, that's, that's March 15th is too early. Oh, the Ides of March. I think it, it's April now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll figure out when WrestleMania month is. It's, it's, it's definitely a month though. hundred percent. Uh, it's no. Uh, I think you're looking for the road to WrestleMania. I was literally about to say it's <laughs> no longer the road to WrestleMania. We're just in WrestleMania month. Eventually, it's just going to be WrestleMania year. Is it not? I suppose so. Yeah. Well, uh, we're kicking off WrestleMania year on Monday with Monday Night Raw. And uh, that's that's where it kicks off. All right. The next match. NXT Women's Championship. Main event. Night one. Io Shirai defending her championship against Raquel Gonzalez. Joe, who do you have and why? Uh, so Io Shirai has been an incredible champion, and she's defended way longer than I thought she would, which is why I'm picking Ra Raquel Gonzalez. She's been a force for several months, uh, and I think it's her time to shine. And Io Shirai will probably tag with Asuka. What makes you say that? Uh, you think she's moving up? I think she's moving up, and I think that she will team with Asuka. So you think Asuka's going to lose to Rhea? I think that Asuka's going to lose to Rhea, but we won't. Spoiler alert. We'll, we'll uh, 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 cut that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely cut that, Joe. 
Don't worry. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll cut that when I, when I listen to this. Do you want me to start again? No, no, no. Yeah. I'll definitely cut that. Don't worry. Uh, but yeah, I also have Raquel Gonzalez in this match. I honestly don't know why. I just think it's time to have a title change for the women's championship. And I honestly hadn't even thought until you just said it, Joe, about EO moving up to the main roster, but the the whole like lack of women's matches on the mania card kind of solidifies that thought for me like i i do now legitimately think that eastry is going to move up and it just kind of solidifies my pick there for raquel gonzalez i'm i'm really excited to see what she does i i hope they give her a good reign i hope they give her a monster reign and kind of the way they did with shayna i hope she i hope she holds it for a while all right next match joe go ahead I, I've been introducing all these matches. That's not how we, we agree on this. I match. literally just introduced the Women's Championship match. Okay. I guess that gets us into night two. Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus The Way. Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Go ahead, Dylan. Lead us off on this prediction. So this one's tough for me because they just introduced these titles. They hot-shotted them on night one to, over to Ember and Shotzi. And I'm scared of what I picked, but... I think they're hot shotting them over to the way. I le- I legitimately I think this is just like a 50-50 toss up for me. I think it would be awesome to see uh Candice and Indy have the have the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. I I also just kind of used it to I really think that Mania weekend I'm sorry, WrestleMania year. They always want to change the titles and get kind of a new scenery, especially going into Tuesday night NXT. So, I I think that's kind of my reasoning for going with the way. I think they just want to have some title changes on this pay-per-view. And I think I do think that this mat this match will probably be the first or second match. I haven't decided yet whether it's between that one. They probably won't do this one as the first match because it's the only women's match on the on night two. But I do think it'll probably split the show. It'll probably be the third match now that I think about it. And I think that's a that's probably a, a, a good spot for a nice little title change there. Uh, I gotta be, I gotta disagree with you here, bud. Uh, good. We've had a lot of the same predictions and I, I think that's great. I, I respect that, but I think that Ember Moon has been, a has been just a great wrestler throughout all of her time in NXT and the main roster. Uh, I think that she came back down for a reason and I, I gotta keep her the champ here. I would love to see her as the NXT women's champion, but Right now, we see her with Shotzi Blackheart, who I also love, and I want to see them just reign supreme for at least the next six months. See, that's the thing. You want to see her as NXT champion or NXT women's champion, but you're going to keep the tag belts on her. So, who better to face Raquel Gonzalez in her first defense than Ember Moon? I don't want to see Ember Moon face her in her first defense because one of her first defenses well that's that's what i'm saying is i want raquel gonzalez to reign for a while and i want ember moon to be successful in the meantime so if ember moon loses it down the line and then immediately goes to face raquel gonzalez i think that'd be a great person to take it off her but i don't think raquel gonzalez is going to have a short championship reign so i i pick ember moon and shotzi for now and for now uh, no i'm not going to change uh, but I pick Raquel and Amber Moon and Shotzi, and I hope to see some. I hope to see Amber take it off Raquel. If I'm being honest, down the line, maybe at maybe at maybe like a War Games time frame. War Games, SummerSlam, somewhere around there. I'm intrigued to see how they're going to do War Games this year without Undisputed Era not being a thing anymore. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 
I mean, TakeOver War Games has basically been TakeOver Undisputed Era for the last what, three, four years. Well, as long as they've been doing Four games. years now. Yeah. I still want to see War Games in November around the Survivor Series time frame, but I, I am in, interested to see what they're going to do there. But, you know, that's a while's away. Segway, Undisputed Era, breaking up. Probably going to be match of night two. Unsanctioned match, Adam Cole, Bebe, versus Kyle O'Reilly, Joe. Kyle O'Reilly. Damn it. There's uh, there's no discussion to be had here. Is Adam Cole has been on top for so long. He was on top of the Undisputed Era, and he ruined the Undisputed Era. So who better to take him down than Kyle O'Reilly? He literally had a golden opportunity to say take over. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, I have O'Reilly as well. I actually thought I was being kind of frisky with this pick with picking O'Reilly, but it looks like you're doing the same. Hopefully everyone else picks Adam Cole. So if you're really the only person that takes O'Reilly, I think I still have a pretty good shot here with picking up some points and gaining on whoever is in the lead. If it's not me and if it's not you by picking O'Reilly here. And when it all comes down to it is we have a whole another two nights after this. Yeah, we're, we're going to add up all the predictions from TakeOver Night 1 and 2 plus Mania Night 1 and 2. I've, I I I gave some thought into if we wanted to add in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and the Fatal 4-Way for the SmackDown Tag Titles um, and all that stuff as they're doing like this Mania quote-unquote pre-show on, on next Friday. For SmackDown, I chose not to do that. I honestly think it's kind of bullshit what they're doing with these guys. They they should just keep doing what they're doing that they do with Mania every year, where they give everyone that they can a spot on the card. But it does make it a little bit easier for our prop bets for who not on the card will make an appearance because none of the people in the matches on the Mania, quote-unquote, pre-show on Friday Night SmackDown, uh, none of those people are going to be counted towards who's not on the card moving on the next match for the nxt north american championship joe we've got champion johnny gargano versus the winner of the six-man gauntlet match now you and i both had dexter loomis winning the six-man gauntlet match who do you have coming out on top here uh yeah so just a little background on how we do these uh kind of split night who on the first night who on the second i already know who you're picking uh (laughs) Uh, so, uh, we try to stay a little unbiased off of what we picked on the first night. Uh, so for this specifically, what Dylan said is Gargano versus the first night winner. So, uh, we're not going to choose, uh, a specific person for who Gargano is picking. Uh, it's just literally going to be that Gargano versus the first night winner. And I'm ready for a new North American champion. I like Gargano as a face. I like what he's doing now, but I'm ready to see him stripped of the title. So, with that being said, uh, I'm picking the first night winner, and I'll reiterate this. I think that's going to be Mr. Loomis. Yeah, I'm like 90% confident in in my Dexter Loomis pick. I'm about 50% confident in this one. He's Johnny Takeover for a reason. He went... he, he shows up, he puts on the match of the night, every takeover he comes out to. I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up 
competing for match of the night, it's going to be a tough one to do. You're literally going up against the unsanctioned match. You're going up against Balor and Cross. You're going up against a fucking ladder match. But I also have the gauntlet match winner coming out on top here, no matter who that be. So even if Dexter Loomis does not win, and let's say, I don't know, uh, LA Knight wins. as Or, or Leon Ruff. Or Leon Ruff, yeah. Or uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Any one of the other five participants in the gauntlet match could win. We won't get points for Dexter Loomis, but if they come out on top on night two against Gargano, we still will get points. I, I don't think anyone from the gauntlet match can win this match other than Loomis and maybe LA Knight. I don't think they would hot I don't think they would hot shot the belt over to LA Knight this fast. I think the gauntlet match will be a great showcase for him on his NXT debut. It does kind of scare me now that the more I say NXT takeover in-ring debut that it makes me think that LA Knight is going to win, especially since he's going to be last coming in the gauntlet match. I mean, can you think off the top of your head someone that the last person that lost their NXT in-ring debut for takeovers? Well, Ricochet on that match we just talked about, the ladder match for the... Yeah, I mean, it was a six-man ladder match, though. Yeah, I guess. Um, But you got me a little nervous here, honestly. Uh, (laughs) We pretty much have have everything the same so far except for women's tag and uh, what was the first Kushida and Pete Dunne. Well, that's that's not even it. It's uh, Leon Ruff who who lost the title to Johnny Gargano. You got me nervous there when I remembered that Leon Ruff was even in the match. Uh, I think that he, for especially for his size, is an incredible competitor, and it, it's good storytelling if Leon Ruff can can usurp, if you will, Johnny Gargano. So uh, I'm I'm a little nervous for my first night pick. I. I'm, I don't see that happening. Leon Ruff, so I don't like so the way that they did the the order of the gauntlet match, if you didn't know, is like the order once they got down to the final six in that battle royal last week on NXT, the the order that you got eliminated at that point became the order basically the yeah, no, not the reverse order, is the order that you came in for the gauntlet match. So Leon Ruff and Isaiah Swerve Scott are gonna start the match. I don't see Leon Ruff making it. I see him maybe probably getting past Isaiah Swerve Scott, but I don't see Leon Ruff getting past Bronson Reed. If he does get past Bronson Reed, that'll be awesome. But now I'm I'm looking I'm looking at all the competitors now and I'm like, holy shit, that would be an awesome story if he got past Bronson Reed. And then Cameron Grimes comes in. Cameron Grimes has been doing all of the money thing. I have a zero percent confidence in Grimes winning the match. Leon Ruff could just as easily go right past him. I would Honestly, I would not be surprised if Leon Ruff makes it all the way to Loomis and then loses to Loomis. That's well, well, yeah, and and that's that's what I'm thinking as well is that Leon Ruff is that small man. Leon, Ruff we're going to be watching this match, and we're going to be scared shitless because of what we're talking about right now. Yeah, absolutely. Now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 exactly that. Is Leon Ruff is that small man, and this is not. And just no one's a regular, picking him to win this match. Yeah, no one is picking him, and it's 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 not just a regular gauntlet match. From what I'm I'm like picturing in my head right now is they've already discussed this is that a a person enters every three to five minutes who knows it's wwe anything could happen uh but they've already announced that i'm pretty sure uh every three to five minutes another person is going to enter the ring like a rumble kind of like a rumble but it's it's they're calling it a uh gauntlet elimination match so another competitor could enter the match and 
take someone else out and Leon Ruff is just hanging out in the corner as the small man. Well, I mean, if anyone's going to hang out in the corner, it's the guy that we picked is Dexter Loomis. I hadn't heard anything about that. And I wish I wouldn't have just gotten back to your place before we started recording to look at that because I have not heard anything about the whole three to five minute I, I thought thing. they said it on Wednesday. I'm now I'm doubting myself, but I'm pretty sure that's what they said is every three minutes or five minutes somebody enters the ring and I'm and that's what makes me nervous about Leon Ruff. That would be that would be kinda wild if they did that, honestly. I, I'm I'm intrigued if if in in the match if I'm even more intrigued in the six man gauntlet match if that's what they do. Um yeah, take a look at that and I'll I'll move on to the next one. The next one, I hope, is also a toss-up. I, I think this is going to be one of the more split uh, matches with everyone that's doing predictions with us. We've got the ladder match for basically the unification or who come, basically who comes out on top as the uh, undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Championship. You've got Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar, who's been holding it down on NXT television on Wednesday nights for quite some time now. And they had the whole thing with HBK coming out, pushing a ladder in between them. I do kind of like that, just like him coming out, pushing a ladder between them, and it's like, oh yeah, uh, by the way, we're doing a ladder match. There's a whole, there's a lot of upside for this match. I doubt that these guys have ever faced off before, but I don't really get too much into the small indie scene if they've ever faced off before this. I don't think I've ever seen them face off on NXT or NXT UK. I don't think Escobar's ever been over to UK for NXT UK. I'm I'm very intrigued for the ladder match. Saying that, I I'm I'm thinking about it even more now. Devlin coming over, how long is he going to be over here in NXT? That's kind of the thing that I thought about when I picked who I picked. How long is he going to be over here? Is he going to is he over here for the for for the long haul? Is is he going to go back to NXT UK following the takeover? And that's kind of what I went with. So my prediction is they're going to keep the they're going to they're going to give Santos Escobar the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Championship and then another thing that gave me the reasoning for this is we talked about it in the second match the triple threat tag team match who did I say has 0% chance of winning that match it's Legado del Fantasma uh I think that with them in my opinion having basically a 0% chance to win that match I think that's another reason why I'm having Escobar come out on top here. What do you got? Uh, I also have Escobar. Obviously. God damn it, Joe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have Escobar. I think that uh, all the things you said were right is that they, they shoot Thank you. 205 Live after SmackDown probably still. Uh, I have no idea. I, I really don't know. I don't watch 205 Live anymore. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know why I said anymore. I, I watched it for maybe like a month or two. Yeah. They do awesome stuff on there, especially like when Murphy was there doing his thing. That shit was awesome. Or Cedric awesome. Alexander. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't watch a whole lot of 205 Live, but I'm pretty sure they still shoot it after SmackDown. Uh, so it'd be a very difficult task for Devlin to be shooting NXT UK in the UK and uh, then to come over to SmackDown and you know represent the title. So it'd be interesting to see anybody but Escobar come out on top here. Yeah, well, another pick, or another match, and another pick that we have exactly the same. And it's time for the main event of night two. We have the NXT Championship on the line. Champion Finn Balor versus challenger, Karrion Cross, Joe. 
Cross never got his title run, man. Like, he, he won it, and he got injured. Uh, much like Finn Balor, uh, after he won the Universal Championship mm-hmm. at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he never got a shot. And I think that that hits harder than anything else, is that Karrion Cross should have been champ for a long time. And he never got his opportunity. So I'm I'm going with Cross. I'm not very uh, doubtful in my pick here. Uh, I love Finn Balor. Love Finn Balor. And I think that he served a great time in NXT now. I think that he'll be remembered for that. Uh, and I wish to see good things for him. But Karrion Cross is going to win tonight. And I'm excited about that. Any any chance any chance you think we'll see the demon? No, I don't think the, yeah. the demon is going to show. Do you think up we'll ever NXT? see the demon again? What's that? Do you think we'll ever see the demon again? Uh, I think Vince McMahon will love to see the demon on the main roster. On the main roster, you think he's, you think he's gonna? They're gonna move him back up again? I don't think he's gonna spend hit the rest of his time in WWE in NXT. Hmm. I don't know. I also have Cross here. It's it's literally the exact same reasoning. Like he never got his title run. Or Finn won it at the what did they call it? Like the NXT Super Show or something like that back in August, where they had that Fatal Four Way uh, Iron Man match. Him and Cole, Cole, him and Cole tied, and then they had a one on one, and Finn finally got the the NXT Championship back. He's in an awesome run up to this point. The great matches with O'Reilly, I loved those. And that kind of set up the story for Cole and O'Reilly. O'Reilly getting all the title shots. Well, and Cole wanting the title shots. And him kind of being like jealous based off of O'Reilly getting all these title shots. But those those matches were amazing. Finn and Karrion Cross, they're going to put on a hell of a show. Main event. It's kind of a, another thing is like Mania, WrestleMania year. WrestleMania, WrestleMania week, WrestleMania year. They want to see, they're, they're going to do, ti- do title changes. Yeah. Absolutely. So I I think like the two the two night NXT takeover we're gonna see a bunch of title title changes I think the only one we're not gonna see in my opinion is the Walt is uh, the NXT United Kingdom Championship with Walter and Champa but yeah I think I think they move it back over to Cross here give him the reign that he should have had before he uh, messed up his shoulder all right so that's the card. And now we're getting into the prop bets that we talked about. So I'll go first for, we'll start with if there is blood, who will bleed? I think this is the most obvious one. If you don't pick somebody from this match, you're probably wrong. I don't see anyone else bleeding except maybe randomly in the ladder match. But if they do like a spot where someone goes through a ladder, like onto the floor, but I'm going with O'Reilly. It's really like a 50, 50 shot. I think they both bleed in this match. It's real. I I I have O'Reilly coming out on top in the match, and I think if he doesn't come out on top, he's gonna bleed. I think this kind of just guarantees me my two points. Well, see, that's the thing is now that now that we're talking, I don't know. See, you put me on hot seat here. You know, I don't know if I'm able to pick Kyle O'Reilly, but before you spoke, I was going to pick Kyle O'Reilly. No, we're we're not going to do the draft since there's so many predictions for this entire week. We basically have four nights of wrestling, so we're doing prop bets for both nights of TakeOver uh, combined, and then we're going to do separate prop bets for Mania. We're not going to do a draft for this one. We will be doing drafts in the future so that we don't have the same prop bets when there's smaller cards 
like where we just had fast lane. It was like a seven match card. Most people predict the same things. So we do drafts for the prop bets so that no one picks the same thing for the props. But for such a large card, such a big week, we're just going to predict the props. So are you taking O'Reilly? I'm taking a Kyle O'Reilly, baby. Son of a bitch. We have two we have two things that are different so far. I really hope that you don't have the same prop bet as me on the next one. I'm assuming you're taking O'Reilly for the same reason. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's an unsanctioned match. There's going to be crazy shit happening. So why not Cole? Because Kyle O'Reilly bleeds more. Do you have any do you have any factual information to back that up? Only my knowledge of wrestling. Okay, so a simple no would have sufficed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the last last prediction we have here before we let you go, we've got who not on the card will make an appearance. So we've already talked about who all is going to be on the card. Some other people that are on the card that you cannot pick. Cannot pick Dakota Kai, who's, showing, who's advertised to show up with Raquel Gonzalez. And the only other person is Scarlett. You can't... Obviously cannot pick Scarlett, who's going to come out to the ring with Karrion Cross. So, Joe, who not on the card will make an appearance? So we just had to we just had to stop because Joe Joe came into this predictions thinking that we we might do a draft for the prop bets. So he did not have any prop bets ready to go. So I just I just watched Joe for about two or three minutes, hand in his hair in turmoil basically trying to figure out who he thinks that not on the card will make an appearance joe go ahead uh this is this is not a very confident pick this is a we're fucking hoping we are really fucking hoping that this will happen i am picking pat mcafee here (laughs) what yeah i'm picking pat you know he's had history in nxt He's had history with the Undisputed Era. He's had history with Pete Dunne. It's just, statistically, I cannot not choose Pat McAfee because he's showing up too much in this card right now. I guess, yeah, I guess I could see your point here is where there's three separate occasions on night one or two combined where he could make an appearance. You got the Pete Dunn-Kushida match. I don't know about that one. That's just uh, kind of a throwaway singles match they just put together this past week. You've got the triple threat tag team match where if, if I think Danny Burch is the one that's hurt. If, if Burch is good to come back and kind of like start something with whoever does win the championships, I could see Pat McAfee kind of being alongside them there. I could even see him just doing a backstage appearance, kind of just rooting on his, his stable there. And then the obvious one, the Adam Cole-Kyle O'Reilly one, if he shows up there. And let me go ahead and tell you what the most obvious who not on the card will make an appearance is on night one and two combined. It's Roderick Strong. If Roderick Strong... fuck. If Roderick Roderick Strong does not show up on these... On on during the O'Reilly and Cole match, I don't think he'll get involved at all. I think he'll just be there. He'll just... He'll be there to try and like get them out of like basically killing each other and that's pretty much i think that's what his involvement's going to be whether it gets physical or not i mean that's up to the gods to decide now i'm very glad we finally differ on one here i think that roderick strong is the clear-cut 
most obvious choice you could take here, but it's too bad that you already picked Pat McAfee, Joe. If you switch now, you can only get a maximum of one point. Yeah, Roderick Strong is a great pick. Uh, you know, we had that that great scene of him on Wednesday night where he was very disappointed in himself, like I am most of the time in myself. Once he didn't participate in the Battle Royal to determine who was going to be in the gauntlet match, I was like, this is going to be my who not on the card will make an appearance, yeah. 100%. I, yeah, it's, I it's, have, I've had this decided for three or four days now. It's a great pick. Uh, I'm disappointed in myself for not, not picking it. You should be. Uh, but Pat McAfee, if you're listening, he, please Pat, show Pat, up. Pat, we know you're a listener. So if <laughs> listen, this is Dylan talking to you now. I know you're a listener. If you show up, just, just make it off camera. I don't want to see you on camera. Because I want to win the belt. All right. I want to win this prediction contest. Joe is usually my number one competition. Adam is not good at predictions. Dewey gets lucky once in a blue moon. Our friend Chad from work, huge wrestling fan, probably a bigger wrestling fan than me. Basically, mine and Joe's goal is to just never let him win the, the belt. Oh, he's a terrible predictor. <laughs> Not a good predictor. The belt is currently vacant, actually. We had a three-way tie last time, and somehow in the, in the what, six years I've been doing this predictions contest now, I've never had a three-way tie. I don't know. I didn't know what to do with it. So now I just vacated the belt, and vacant is now a one-time belt holder. Yeah, and if you're listening and you have a great way to break up a three-way tie or a two-way tie, we're 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 here to listen. Oh so no, well, we already give have us a, a tweet. We already at, we already have a tiebreaker. Oh, okay. Disregard that. Cut that actually because that's fucking trash. Uh, Dylan, tell us our tiebreaker. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Chad actually gave me this idea, uh, which kind of leads me into the next thing because I completely forgot. My dumb brain completely forgot about the new prop bet, Joe. You want to hear what it is? Are you ready to hear what it is? I'm ready. All right. The new prop bet is a tiebreaker. And it's going to be tough because we're basically going to add all these up to see who gets the... It's kind of like golf to who gets the lowest number here. But basically, we are... And we'll we'll be doing this probably right before the show. This this one, uh, this tiebreaker is predict the exact time that the pay per view ends, and we're gonna base that off of when the screen goes black. Are we talking prices right here rules? Basically, it is if let's say the pay per view ends at ten o'clock on the dot, and I picked nine fifty seven, and you picked ten o three we would both be at three. And then if the next night I picked 957 and you picked 1004 and it ends right at 10 again, then I'm at six points total and you're at seven. So I'm winning the tiebreaker. It's the closest no matter what side you're on. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to add up who's the closest on night one and two of TakeOver plus night one and two of Mania. We're not going to bore you guys with what numbers we all pick because hopefully a tie doesn't fucking happen this time. I hate ties. Ties are for losers, and I hate them, even though I was involved in the tie last time. So I, I guess I kind of just called myself a loser. But Joe, I think you were also involved, so you're also a loser. I'm, I, 
I think that about myself almost every day. All right, sweet. So those are the predictions for NXT TakeOver night one and two. We will we'll be recording uh, next week right after Friday Night SmackDown, and we'll have the our very first episode of WrestleMania preview. We'll be reviewing uh, the entire week. We'll be reviewing Monday Night Raw, the Hall of Fame ceremony, uh, night one and two of TakeOver, AEW as well. AEW still has shows going on, even though it is WrestleMania week slash year. And then also Friday Night SmackDown. So we'll have, you're, you're going to get uh, basically reactions to everything. Joe and I usually try to not talk to each other throughout the week about wrestling. And then we get together once a week. We're going to, you're going to get our unfiltered reactions on what we thought about, what we saw throughout the week in, in the world of wrestling. So join us next Saturday when we put out episode one of the show and follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod and rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And we will see you guys on Saturday.